Welcome to the Bear Hug Club, a pro wrestling podcast of positivity. to Wednesday Night Poor. Uh, I'm Garrett. Uh, you know that, probably. You might not, but anyway. Uh, it is... Wait, it's not Wednesday. Oh, shit. Uh, change the graphic. Quick. Uh, Thursday Night Poor. All right, fuck it. All right, well, I guess it's just... I guess it's just me today. Uh, wait, that's the wrong one. Hold on. Wait, hold Let's guess it's just me today. Whoa, the lights have gone out. What? Hold on. And joining in the center of the ring, oh shit, fuck, where'd it go? <laughs> and and the lights came back on. Oh god, it's Greg. Hello. Hey, buddy. You doing okay there? Yeah, that was a really good um, debut. Uh, uh... Well, I was gonna go with you know the the spinning heel <laughs> kick to the face, but you know, try it. Do it right travel. now. Do it. Do it right now, right? Spinning, spinning leg kick to the to the face, right? Ready? Whoa! All right. Ah. Well, I guess it's just the two of us. Quickly, turn off your light. Turn off your light, really quick. Turn it, turn it off. Whoa! The lights have gone out again. I, I don't know how to turn my light off. Turn off, turn off your quick turn. Go! Oh, whoa! The lights have gone out again. Ah, now t- uh, ah! another lights come back on, and Scott is here. Uh-huh. <laughs> Making a surprise debut. It is me, Scott. <laughs> I'm trying to make. I'm trying to make the most of uh, my camera controller. I have uh, a little uh, exposure setting, so I can go. I can go like this, and uh, whoa, whoa, lights out. And then I can also like your uh, flashbang. Uh, whoa! Do you know what else I can do, uh, Scott? Say a, mm. a line that would say a line that would make Jim from the office look at the camera. Um, oh, same old Barbara. <laughs> <laughs> I went too far. Hold on, wait. The chin. <laughs> anyway, uh, hello everyone. Welcome to Thursday night. Poor, it's not on Wednesday night because. Um... This is more. This is more. Welcome to more (laughs) poor. Welcome to more poor. Welcome to talking poor. Uh, God, what the fuck? All right. Well, it's been a week. (laughs) Starting on a Thursday means that we get to talk about AEW. What else has happened this week? What happens in wrestling? You get three WWE shows and only one of them is usually good. Uh, Well, if we kick things off, lads, I got to say the last two weeks in wrestling have very much felt like, you know, the Charlie Day meme with just all the bits of string and paper, all the all the conspiracy. Exactly. That one right there. Um, But just both sides of the coin. Yeah. (laughs) Perfect. (laughs) Uh, Especially just for both sides of the coin. I mean, first of all, 
right, well, to be fair, like when we last recorded, it was breaking that CM Punk and Daniel Bryan were going to AEW. And then the following two weeks has just been further rumor and speculation. Uh, AEW themselves teased it on last week's Dynamite with that cheeky little Darby Allen promo and the fact they're going to be in Chicago for one of their biggest shows on the 20th. So thoughts, guys? I mean, we've already said we're going to do a full episode fantasy booking what we'd like to see out of them when they arrive. Well, but, um, well there's a, there's a, been a lot more teasers than that. But then again... Yeah, yeah. That's just like the tip of the iceberg. They used to tease quite a long time ago when people would get released or when they talk about it. They've done loads of CM Punk teasers before. However, at this point, it's pretty much a dead cert that CM Punk is coming. Whether Daniel Bryan is coming, mm. it's likely. I don't know if they probably like, might squeeze it out to be some other time or if he'd go somewhere else first. Um, there have been a few other little uh, teasers. One of my favorite ones is everyone doing a bit of a reach. So, for example, last night, Kenny Omega wore a Cookie Monster T-shirt. Uh, and uh, there were people going like Cookie Monster CM, like, and and not as a joke either. That was yeah. a, 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 some people seriously going like, I could be. Uh, well, Punk, I Punk think has... he just likes Cookie Monster. Well, no, but like, I mean, I can see that conclusion because, um, like, for years when people would ask CM Punk what the CM stood for, he always used to change the meaning just to screw with people, and one of them was mm -hmm. Cookie Monster Punk. So. Maybe maybe it was just a coincidence, or maybe it was just a very uh, deep-dive Easter egg on behalf of Kenny Omega. And then, I mean, it, it's just, it is just one of the most, like I said, it is one of the most conspiracy theory things, because, like, everywhere you look, there's people pulling out stuff to the point where it's like, you know, how Living Color followed AEW on Twitter. And everyone's thinking, oh, wait, is, have they got the rights there? Is there going to be... Is, like, I'll, be de I'll be dead honest. I'll be dead honest. That, to me, is like... Uh... Yeah, that's that's 100% confirmed it to me solely because I think Punk probably wasn't too much in the conversation. And that was just like AEW going to Living Color and then being like, uh, okay, yeah, licensing, blah, 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 we'll get your song. And they're like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And they're like, oh, you know, keep in touch on all channels. And then their management went to their management. And someone along the line was just like, yeah, click follow, done. Uh, just because so that they can maybe coordinate over Twitter. That makes sense to me. And it also like, yeah, I mean, he's going to show up. Yeah. Yeah. He's it's, just going to show up. I mean, I, I've been saying to a lot of people, I shouldn't get my hopes up, but then this feels like the closest we've ever gotten to the point where it seems like he will appear. Uh, Scott, what, what are your thoughts on the whole thing? I am a champion of incorrect wrestling predictions. I'm aware of what I said two <laughs> weeks ago when I was like, no, he's going to go to ROH. Trust me, guys. He's just <laughs> baiting the fans out. No, no, I'm wrong. I'm an idiot and I'm, uh, I, I know this and I've, I've, I've looked at all the evidence. Uh, I've made my conclusions and it will be, it would be a huge swerve if he went anywhere else. I guess like yeah. there's rumors that are saying that he's going to wrestle for New Japan as well, but the for Forbidden Door, etc., is open. He can wrestle yeah. there. He can wrestle here. He can wrestle it, TNA if he wanted to. Like genuinely, like if he wants a life in the Indies, he can still have that at AEW. I, I think like, if you wrestle yeah. on AEW at this point, you do kind of it's I, I, right now like because when when you talk about like the forbidden door being open you imagine uh an invasion style angle where it's just like boom here's everyone at once blah blah blah. but 
it's happened in a way that it's kind of just like, oh, this, uh, he's from NWA. Oh, yeah, yes, he's on Impact. Oh, he's a uh, oh, New Japan guy. And it's just kind of trickled in to the point mm. now where it's just like, yeah, people could just show up wherever they want to. And it's yeah. it, it, what, it, what it's done is it's just like, it, it, they've just, instead of doing a crossover episode, they've just gone like, yeah, all of it's canon. It's all canon. Yeah. Books are canon. Yeah. Uh, TV, movies, it's all canon now. It's all canon. Uh, uh, and they're all in the same universe. Yeah. I think I think for me, it, the, the big censure was that last, last week's episode of Dynamite when the rumors were still plenty fresh. It just feels to me that at this point, because they teased it so much on that episode, that if it doesn't happen, they've let themselves open to be completely booed out the building in Chicago because Chicago are a notoriously rough crowd to deal with. I mean... They were they were on Raw this week, right? And they completely tried to derail the show with oh CM Punk chants, Wyatt chants. They're not afraid to voice their opinion on a live broadcast. And See, if, like if, if they've set all this up for Punk not to be either on this show or the ones that are coming up afterwards, they've 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 royally fucked themselves. Really, I don't think so. Even slightly, you know why? Because why? because uh, although they can be a rowdy crowd and they have that, um, you know they've got that badge that they are the rowdy crowd and like, Oh, there's always, yeah. you know, Chicago's all of this. Um, Chicago is also a big, you know, a wrestling hub and AEW is wrestling. They're not going to boo. They're not, they like, you might hear a CM Punk chant before things start, but they're probably not going to do it during any of the matches. Cause they are enthralled with it, you know, and mm. the AEW crowds are enthralled with their, their matches and everything going on. Even if, even if there are CM Punk chants, it would be right at the end as they're going off air. You know, yeah, like, because they that's I mean, probably when anyone's expecting it anyway. No one's expecting like, oh, here is the buy-in and CM Punk is the last guy in the Battle Royale. I don't think that would happen. No. Uh, if no. they do that, it at least won't be in the buy-in. It would be during the main show. Um I think so, yeah. I think I'm I think I'm a bit of a sadist because I, what I really, really want, uh, I'd say I, firstly, let's get my priorities straight. Really want to see CM Punk return. That would be lovely. That would be fantastic. But also, say for instance, we don't get that. I want the music to come on, the crowd to go mental, uh, and and a hooded uh, Kenny Omega walking out <laughs> doing cosplay, yeah. baiting the fans would be, oh, mm, I would... Mm, it would be so bad, but so good, so so very good. I think I think that's your risky play. Uh, yes, I think yes. I think you'd have to do it with someone who's so diabolical that they could maybe pull it off, and that would probably be an MJF. Yeah, uh, mm. uh, like like some of the visuals coming out of the, the show yesterday, just like him stood like on the little little balcony bit they have next to the fans, just like doing this, and just everyone like booing behind him amazing and i think i think maybe he could handle that heat but it's oh, yeah. it's it's um it's it's like all right i said that they're a wrestling crowd that would you know respect it but i feel like maybe if you tow that line a little bit too much all right, maybe you're like maybe okay maybe it might go a little bit wrong just a little <laughs> bit just a tiny bit um speaking of though sorry no you continue no, no just the kind of i think i think you're right maybe the live crowd at the time wouldn't derail the show however i think there would still be significant backlash if they've teased it this month and it doesn't like this much and it doesn't happen whether sure. that's online sure. whatever uh, but i agree with you because i mean i mean the thing was when you look at last week's one 
there was only one CM Punk chant and, it, chant and it was after Darby Allen's line. The rest of the show, they were just in fraud of what was going on. And to be fair, it was one of the best dynamites of the year, in my opinion. Yes, it, was it, it really was. And well, that's a really that, high bar. Saying that, saying that, Garrett, thoughts on it looks like Hangman isn't going to be fighting Omega anytime soon. Do you think this is the right move to go with? Do you think they should keep delaying it? I think if you're going to bring in such big names and you want, because the goal is to make Adam Page the next big name and it's happening, yeah. you know, like cowboy shit is good. And did you see the fuck? Like I get shivers thinking about his entrance with Dark Order uh, last oh. week, especially what they did with the fucking um, uh, little bit of purple. The theme on his, on his tune as well, right? Because yeah. with the theme tune, they were like, like, they're like, you don't need a hat to be a cowboy. And then it was just like, <laughs> It, and then all the dark order, all the dark order. It was like it was like boom, boom, right? Boom. Yeah, there we go. Boom. It just like it like did it like slowed out his beginning of his theme, and, and then the like, man walking in like yeah. It, it was oh. it was so good. The match was amazing. Uh, I think he was booked probably to perfection. Really, yeah, like. Being being nearly the sole survivor and 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 everything, it was tremendous. <laughs> I think that him not being in contention with these huge big names for a while might be for the best. Depending on what they do with the Forbidden Door, he yeah. could go and he could go and prove himself where Kenny has. Is what I would do. Uh, I'm a sucker, and we're going to talk about it later on this month and next. Is like Adam Page going to the G1 and proving himself there or going to uh, Impact and proving himself there. Uh, not that he, you know, needs to, but in storyline, it's like, you know, you work your way back up the mountain. He's just fallen and he needs to push that boulder back up. Um, yeah. So, yeah, I don't think it's the wrong thing to do if you've got these massive names coming in. You've got even Malachi Black now being there with that great, like, kind of squash on, on Cody was yeah. tremendous. Uh, Punk, Brian. Like potentially, you've got the Wyndham cult coming in, which we'll talk about in a second. Which was Andrade, look, Andrade as well. Andrade, like building, he's building his own like, uh, like AEW version of Los Ingobernables de Japón. You know, like he's there's so much cool shit that's going on, and story wise, with all of the story beats, I don't entirely know where it's going to go, but unlike for the longest time with WWE where it's just completely uh, taken my trust and uh, smushed it, just smushed <laughs> it real tight and then just kind of thrown it away. Um, I have full trust, you know, it gave me blood brothers match, which I, I still like tear up. If I watch, it gave me stadium stampede. It gave me uh, blood and guts. It's given me, uh just the best tag team wrestling that i've seen in a very long time it's given me so many good stories and just i'm not i'm not worried about hangman losing to kenny no. right it's not even it's like you know the internet wrestling idiots are just like uh why did you squash him it's like <laughs> <laughs> but no i why, don't I worry even slightly i don't worry even slightly no, absolutely. And then after last night's episode of Dynamite, where they're, they're just continuing with this long, drawn-out story with Nile and Nile, like he's trying to keep the Dark Order at bay because he thinks he's holding them back and even to the point where they didn't come save him, even though they wanted to. You know, there's just layer upon layer of storytelling that just keeps on going. And it just, 
I don't ever really want it to end because it's been probably one of the best wrestling storylines in recent memory other than Gargano and Champa. It is the best by, in my opinion, <laughs> a country mile, and this is also considering the uh, Tribal Chief stuff, the best story in wrestling, and it's head and shoulders above the competition. I mean, what's second place next to this? maybe Tribal Chief, but it's kind of plateauing at the moment. We, we said yeah. the other day, like, we're expecting a climax to this story. Like, uh, John Cena should be that, but at the moment it's just like, okay, yeah, no, yeah, okay. Um, and, uh, and yeah, no, I'm trying to think of, uh, like, the next best one literally goes back to AEW again with Jericho and MJF. Um, and other than that, genuinely... No idea, no idea. Maybe the elite, or like in in TNA with Callahan, but yeah, no, no clue. Yeah. They are, they are just like it's the story I'm most interested to hear about. Also, the fact that the Dark Order have gotten involved and they have ever since, um, I I think ever since Anna J got involved, uh, they they've they were building up to be my favorite stable. And now the next to Hangman Page, I'm like, oh, I love them so so you, much. You do, you do like Spooky Boys. You do like. I do. Boys. I am like a notorious fan of Spooky Boys. Uh, I've I've always been a big fan of the Fiend, even in his low points. Wow. Uh, Segway. Yeah. Oh, Biggest. expertly Biggest. done. I may be soggy. I may be tired, <laughs> but I can work a Segway so bloody well. <laughs> yeah. So most probably. We've 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 gone over this a lot. We've done full episodes like about numerous releases from WWE this year. It's been outrageous. But uh, this week, arguably, well, not even arguably, their biggest they've dropped their biggest name in the fact that the, they released the Fiend Bray Wyatt uh, again. Like every time they made a new round of releases, we're like, well, that's like the most shocking list yet. You know, we're like the last one had Braun Strowman, Alistair Black. But then to release their current biggest merchandise shifting machine, one of the most popular characters on TV at the moment, it, it just boggles the mind again. It goes back to what I said before, conspiracy theory, because it just adds, for me, credence that they are possibly looking to sell the company unless there's something else there we just don't know about yet. Well, so part of it, part of that, you know, I thought, <coughs> I, I'm starting to stop doing this, but I gave them the benefit of the doubt for a minute, right? Because I was like, perhaps he asked or perhaps you know because there were reports that he was low after after brody um and and perhaps he just needed some time uh, away and some time to work his mental health and then reports come out that he had just done a medical and he's good to come back and then reports come out that the 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 tv studios right the networks say what the fuck are you doing why are you releasing him same as they said about Strowman. Yeah. um and and it's like it like you say it lends credence to it. It's why are you getting rid of? Why are you gutting? Not only like some of your best talent, but some of your only up and coming talent that could continue on. While you know, I mean, who, what's the main stories right now? Goldberg is back again mm -hmm. against Bobby Lashley, who himself is quite old at this point. What are he forty six? It's about oh, yeah, John Bobby Cena's Lashley's, age. I think he's the yeah, same he's age as Cena. Yeah. 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 Let me check. I uh, don't get me wrong. He's still got. I mean, he's built and he can go. It's not like he's got he, yeah, he's too 45. long. Yeah, he's forty-five. He's still got a few years left, but you have That's to it. think like twenty years down the line. Really, it's like how who is going to be your next Bobby Lashley? Who's going to be your next Goldberg? 
uh, who's going to be your next Undertaker? And you kind of had it, and you got rid of him. Uh, oh, who was going to be your next Goldberg? Well, you had a guy who was seven foot tall, who was built like a brick shit house, who was a world renowned or like a world professional bodybuilder and yeah. power. Leader. And then you got rid of him, and you're trying to get him back for less money. Yeah, who's going to be your next Lesnar, which was meant to be Karrion Cross, but uh... we'll bury him on his first night. If they're trying to do a long story there where uh, Scarlet comes up, that supposedly the story is that Scarlet comes back up and then he does better because Scarlet's there. I just know that five months down the line, Scarlet will get eyes for some other, like for Elias or something, and then yeah. Karrion will lose. And it's and then and then that will go nowhere, much like Lana and Bobby went nowhere, and all all Lana of these forgotten storylines. Lana and like, Rusev, uh, all of them. Uh, got Retribution are uh, feuding now, uh, kind and but they didn't as a stable. They did nothing. They were there for a couple of weeks, and now they're kind of. Uh, it's very <laughs> difficult. But anyway, releasing all of these names and all of these people is just such a crazy thing to do. One thing I do worry for a few of them is that someone like Braun Strowman, who'd like just hit, I think, 1.2 million on his contract, um, like a year. I don't know if AEW or any other place is going to offer that much. And I don't know if he would take less somewhere else or if he would just go back to WWE for near enough the same or a little bit less. I Braun announced he has done one of his first bookings that's going to be in Qatar. I read that somewhere, I think. For some, All right. some promotion in Qatar. Okay. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, I, I, I mean, I suppose, I suppose they so... went, they decided to take him over to, you know, that area and make him a big star over there. So I don't, I'm yeah. not surprised if he's got a lot of fans, uh, that direction he, that he, aren't just he, in the US. He won the, the greatest ever ever Royal Rumble. How so close is Qatar to Saudi? Uh very close. I think I'm are they like bordered? I wanna say that I wanna say they're neighbors. I believe they are. Yeah. I'm on it. My jo- my geography there isn't good enough to to say like the to, to talk know, about their sort of I know for sure I like know. I know regionally they are incredibly close. If they are not neighbors then they are at least next door but one. Um mm. Oh yeah, no, like Qatar's like a separate island, just slightly off Saudi Arabia, pretty much. So yeah, yeah. They're basically, that's, and that's basically and, right yeah. I mean, that. you you put two and two together, and it's like yeah, they want the the they want their champion back. You know, I wouldn't be surprised if they give him a big green belt. Yeah, yeah. Why not? He, he never got Do, to defend you know it. He if never got to is, hold it. If there is any way to see that match, I will be watching that match. I will. I would buy it. I would. Uh, uh, I don't know what they speak in Qatar. I assume Arabic, possibly. I will, I will translate the Arabic site, and I will buy that pay per view, uh, if possible. Uh, Garrett, you bring up my love for for the Spoopy Boys earlier, and uh, it got me thinking because WWE, of course, famously, my favorite ever wrestler is the Undertaker. That that is that is, um, and you guys know this. I've I've found love for him. I I did so as a kid, and I still do so now. Um, uh, so, the remaining spoopy boys now that Malachi Black has been sent on his way, 
and Bray Wyatt has also been sent on his way. And Karrion Cross is not so much a spoopy boy as he is, is, is just like a, ooh, tough boy. Like, now I am left with my, my only WWE source of spoop right now is Alexa Bliss and her cuddly toy. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, which is fine. I like Alexa Bliss. Just, just, just book her properly, please. If I was, if I was Wyatt, I, I, I wouldn't be pissed off at Alexa Bliss because I reckon he, he's a good mate of hers, and then obviously he was probably happy with her being on board. I'd be pissed off at the fact like Creative took his thing, basically took him off TV, and they've just basically went, all right, well, it's all Alexa's, Alexa's thing now because obviously they're never going to mention him on TV again. Yeah. Well, there, I have no doubt in my mind that he was going to come back and align himself with her. There was mm. no doubt of that. Um. I feel sorry for her, really, because I doubt she had any, you know, she's had no say in him leaving. She was probably told, no. like, the plan was, you know, bring him back and then some story threads going forward, perhaps. Um, now, though, I worry that some fairly vindictive fans would probably not stop talking about Bray Wyatt when she comes out. Yeah, and she's already yeah. received messages galore as well from the most... Uh... Uh, scummiest wrestling wrestling fans enough to make you completely you know like apathetic and sad about this very thing that we all love because people can I don't know why people be like I don't like how they're written I'm going to message them personally it's like it uh, it stinks Those... of it stinks of uh people messaging um I forget the actress's name but um from uh last Star Wars, jedi rose, last, rose oh, tico yeah you know uh, the one played by uh tran mary is elizabeth tran something I think so. that, that rings a bell but like she famously had to take down all her social medias and that's what alexa's currently doing because alexa's now on private because so yeah. many people are messenger being like how dare you steal bray wyatt's thing it's like no she didn't she she she's <clears throat> an, basically a performer reading off a script it's like they don't have creative control in wwe well, apart from maybe roman reigns yeah and wow. if you want to if you all right so it was uh kelly marie tran uh, and if you if you go if like if you use that as a measuring stick what happened in the next uh, uh, in the next one in the next star wars right she went from like a pretty good main character with some questionable story beats but like someone who was pretty pivotal to the plot had their own story, uh, through line and and a story going forward. She was in the next film for 40 seconds. There's a scene yeah. where they go, where they go, hey, you want to come on the adventure with us? You want to come do a Star Wars? And she's like, no, I'll just Leia wants me to stay here. And then she stays there <laughs> for the entire time. And that's it. Uh, she 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 talks to um the because they use like voice lines from like the previous one to try and piece together something that Leia says and it never makes any sense. Someone someone's just like having a conversation like oh yeah they're, they're infiltrating the 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 base and then Leia comes in and goes I they are I like that and then the, and then someone goes yeah princess and then it cuts <laughs> to somewhere else. That was, that was her lines essentially. They had her doing nothing and I worry that a similar thing will happen to Alexa Bliss where mm. the the backlash, not that WWE ever listens to backlash, but maybe the one time that they do, uh, it will just result in her being pushed to the foreground, becoming a joke character. The possible, the eventual story that I would see is her and um, uh, uh, Nikki 
um, the superhero or not quite superhero. Hey. Uh, Jace, what's your opinion on all the recent releases and whatnot? Give us uh, five words. Only five words. Five words? Yeah. yeah. Absolute fucking disgusting business tactics. Hey, nice. Hey. <laughs> it's just trying to bolster the bottom line uh and it's just pissing everyone off and like we say it could be for a possible sell we might end up seeing wwe on the so i say disney channel but it's disney plus disney channel disney channel you've got you've got roman reigns who just goes like uh welcome <laughs> to disney channel <laughs> i don't think roman would get away with doing that on the disney uh, channel uh, uh, when you edit now. this, can you edit in the Disney the Disney bit, please and thanks? Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> like some some of the releases I can sort of understand. Like they're not doing anything with them. Fair enough. But Bray Wyatt. Possibly yep. the most over one of the most over people in the last 15 years. Repeatedly one of the best yeah. yeah. Just, just one of the best creatives they've had in so long. He's I mean, still selling merch and he's not even with the company anymore. They were selling they were selling his fucking shirts at the show. They were selling his shirts on I Monday Night Raw. Really... Yeah. No, that went never mind was was no joke a merchandise juggernaut, especially when he hit the fiend. Like mm. you're talking about like the sold like limited edition. To like a couple of hundred of the puppets, and they were pretty expensive. Sold that out. The fiend's um, title, the fiend title yeah. as well, with his face across the belt. When Wasn't that first, about like, eight grand? Oh, it was superly expensive, and it sold. Mm. It was, really and it sold. Expensive. Yeah, yeah, it did sell. Um, his first fiend action figure in the Mattel line that was incredibly hard to get a hold of when it first came out. All the adult collectors went nuts over that. So yeah, it's it blows my mind. And again, like you said, like he was like. Like you can't throw this around about a lot of people. He was legit a genius in the wrestling business because no matter what he did in WWE, when he came back as Bray Wyatt, even if they kept trying to constantly kill his momentum or shift the character, he found a way to make it work and kept getting himself over and over again and again, even when they kept trying to stop it from happening. Oh yeah. Like I just I just find it hilarious that there's no money in the budget for Bray Wyatt, Braun Strowman. You're gonna say Eva Marie, aren't you? Eva Marie. I knew it. I knew it was coming. I knew it was coming. (laughs) At the the very least, they brought up uh, uh, Piper. uh, Dewdrop. Viper. Viper Piper. Piper Niven. Viper Viper. With her called Dewdrop. Dewdrop. At the very least. At the very least. Like, okay. fair, fair, Fair enough bringing her up, but Eva Marie. <laughs> How, much against, How much I've merch? I've nothing against the woman personally, but I would on, love get to out. know the figures. How many? How many shirts does she sell, uh, and whatnot? They probably make a net loss because it'll be one of them where they just say, "Oh, here's the here's an Eva Marie shirt. You can have that." Yeah, I don't, don't think it matters. I don't think it matters about the merch wrong with she her. because she's already got two assets that Vince is very fond of. Yeah. Actually, no, uh, tell you what, guys. Uh, let's call this an impromptu Dragon's Den. Can you guys pitch to me your ideal Eva Marie merch? I'll start with um, uh, 
Um, I'll start with booby, booby pillow. Um, uh, hello, uh, dragons. Um, uh, um, okay. Um, uh, this comes in um, seven uh, 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 XL only. Um, uh, um, uh, uh, it's just a it's just a shirt that has a big cut out here, uh, and on the back it's just Vince going. <laughs> Okay, very good, very good, very good. Greg, um, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna piss you around, dragons. You know WWE. You know they make the most bland merchandise ever. I just propose a white T-shirt with just a name in like the most bland font imaginable. Very then have it in red. Why not? <laughs> uh, and last but not least, Jace. Jace. Two words: booby pillow. Very good, very good, very good. Uh, does okay. she actually have? Hold on. Does she actually? You have must have a T-shirt. Like when you're on the main roster, you at least get a T-shirt, and the WWE website doesn't come up. Fucking Pack got the really crap King of the Cruiserweights one. Yeah. <laughs> Although that was that was that was like the best period of time for the cruiserweight division, hands down. Yeah. But he got like the lamest fucking T-shirt. <laughs> mm. But I don't know what you might have already you, you might have already spoke about this before I got here, but. He's going to Bray Wyatt going to AEW. Oh, we haven't given predictions yet. You got no yeah, match. no, we haven't gone no. that far. There's nothing on no the match. Euro shop. No I'm gonna check. I'm gonna check um, WWE. Well, yeah, shop. well, that's how much fear. I guess. That's how much fear you have in even Marita merch. Nothing. Nothing on either. Nothing. Yeah, I think I think it's all fair to comment that we're all probably saying he's going to AEW, right? Take his yeah. brother with him. Yeah. yeah oh my god yeah yeah hands down because um cody rhodes uh said in an interview he was picking up like the two family histories between the roads and the and the wind windum wind wind it's the rotundas 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 uh yeah, and he was picking him up in the interview, but when they asked him if uh, uh, he was going, uh, why it was going to join AEW, he was like, "No comment. Uh, I don't want to. I don't want to know. No comment." The thing is, well, they could, they could do something really interesting there because you've got like, you'll have Bray Wyatt, and you'll have Bo Dallas, whatever names they decide to go by. Garrett's gone. <laughs> <laughs> you know, whatever, whatever, whatever names they decide to go by in AEW, but then you've got they could do something fantastic with Alistair Black. I refuse to call him by his first, his new name because I think it's ridiculous. Oh, that's growing on me. After, la- after it's the last growing on match, me too. After last night's match, then, he can call himself whatever the fuck he wants. <laughs> and then you've also got like, like with with the. Uh, Cody and Dustin, you've got a story that can happen there. You, you've got something they could do with the Dark Order, paying homage to Brody Lee. There's a lot of different things they could do in AEW, and I think it'd be fantastic. And seeing him and Matt Hardy interacting yeah. again. Mm-hmm. I mean, that could be perfect right there. So obviously the Dark Order are kind of with the hangman shit at the moment. If they wanted to turn them into a heel faction again, who's the more perfect person to take over? Yeah, for real. I think I think and, he's one of the few that actually could because of like what they've said. You know? And his connection to Brody. Uh, and all exactly. That kind of that's stuff. the that's the only yeah. reason why I don't think anyone else would fly as that uh, as a leader, so to speak. See, 
I, I think it might go the other way. Like people might just see it as, oh, they're just trying to do the Wyatt family 2.0. Oh. And no, it's no, sort no, of saying right. like, I, I, or, or, or people, I think that's people what people might, want. Or people might think, oh, well, they just just replacing Brody Lee with the, his his leader from WWE. I'll I'll tell you one thing about you know sort of fan loyalty and where people's because people have allegiances. People will literally fight to the death for WWE. This company that would sell them for fucking like three dollars, they would sell these fans for. But yeah. there, some of the thing like some of the people they're releasing are the people that have massive followings. Mm. The amount of of Twitter users that have the fiend as their like their picture, right? Yeah, yeah. Or, or have. Bray Wyatt or, or whatever that that's where that was there in as like you know 13 year olds and now they're getting older and they're like yeah I'm gonna follow this guy like people are gonna follow Bray Wyatt people are gonna follow Daniel Bryan people are definitely gonna follow CM Punk um, no you raise you raise a good point because I mean obviously all the uh as we discussed with CM Punk and Daniel Bryan possibly coming in what a lot of people were saying like how back when CM Punk left WWE and the wrestler behind a lot of fans tuned out because he left because they were just so loyal to CM Punk and it was for the same reason mm. he said there. Had a, their profile picture, you know, had reference to it in the Twitter handle, all that kind of stuff. So, uh, like like a lot of people are guessing, if CM Punk comes back, comes in AEW, those fans might come back in the fold. Same crack with Wyatt. He'll have such a loyal following that they'll have tuned off from WWE and wherever he turns up, that's where they're going to want to watch. I think it's going to be really, really troubling. I would, when it comes to it, I'd love to do a bet with everyone on the viewership numbers after that pay-per-view. The, mm. For example, if CM Punk debuts at the pay-per-view at All Out, uh, and then the next Wednesday is going to be a big fucking show. That is going yeah. to be a watched show. Like, Jesus See, Christ. Um, if Punk does debut in Chicago... Mm-hmm. That dynamite is gonna it's gonna pull two million. It's gonna it's gonna smash Raw and SmackDown. I, 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 would, Smackdown. I don't I okay, I don't know if that's that's as like brave as I would go. I don't know if it would breach two mil. Two mil is still very difficult to do, especially that. because it is still on TNT, which is still like not in all homes either. Like that's cable television. They, that's not like globe like global national. Um I think it would maybe come close. I'm thinking like 1.7, 1.8, but we'll I we'll cross that bridge when we get there, and we'll actually do like a you know how close are we gonna get? In the I'm, demo I'm... though, it's going to fucking demolish. It could go oh, up yeah. against whatever NBA final or or whatever else is against it. It will demolish in the demo. I, I think it'll pull two mil because Punk even now, if there's any mention of Punk doing anything, if, like. Everyone who, even hardcore fans, casual fans, people who've heard of wrestling, get excited about because of who CM Punk is. If it's confirmed that he's going to be on a wrestling show, people are going to tune in whether they love wrestling or indifferent to wrestling. See, that's that's interesting to think because WWE this entire time, ever since AEW's birth, have been, despite their claims, very reactionary. So, what if if it is confirmed that CM Punk is going to make it to that dynamite after he debuts at the Chicago show? What do you reckon WWE will do to try and counteract that attention? It's going to be a very very interesting week. 
Yeah, I mean the the rumor is obviously they've got there's potential that the rocks coming back soon, so maybe they're just waiting. They're gonna wait for that. Um, yeah, I, I think, could this be a good sort of I guess litmus test to see how it could do? Does is there any way we can figure out what the viewing figures were for backstage from the episode from when he debuted to the, like the following one he appeared on? Because that could give you a good indication what the figures were like could be going forward. On the the backstage show, the one where he was yeah. Like, so when he debuted, so that did, that show did that get a spike the, the when post he was on the next one yeah the post show did like I'm not remembering very well. I think it was like two hundred thousand, and then every other show did like eighty or something like that. It might it might actually have been quite a lot more, um, hmm. but it was a massive jump and then just went back down, plateaued, didn't continue because I think people realized he's not wrestling. Yeah. Uh, yeah, or, or like you know, he's being CM Punk not, cutting he's... promos on people, and I think that's what people want. You know, going out on a limb. I'm pretty sure they want CM Punk, the wrestler, to wrestle. Yeah. <laughs> or or even just... Want just yeah, yeah. How dare they? How dare we even be so uncouth to expect this? Um, <laughs> but like, even even just to drop a couple of fucking truth bombs, which would have been fine too if he didn't want to wrestle. Just have him sit there and mouth off about the industry and mouth off about a couple of wrestlers. Sure, he started some Seth Rollins beef. Uh, yippee! But like, um, uh, it, it in the end, it were like, oh, it's because it's on a different channel. I can say what I want about the product, and I get to you know pipe bomb etc but then it just ended up being like oh did you see that mickey james segment oh what about that it's just, just <laughs> it just became another it became talking smack but just with different people yeah so wwe oh, i have i have a weird remembrance for like a lot of statistics like that it, the, so it went up to nearly 200,000 173,000 viewers uh marking a viewership jump of 209% uh, but it was still like outside 150th in cable anyway, um, yeah. with a 0.03 rating. And then after that, it just began to go down. Every time he was on, it would jump up, but I don't think it ever beat that 170, like hit 160 a couple times. Well, again, again to that end, it's because he, he wasn't wrestling, but I think that could at least give you a good example. If people know he's going to be appearing on a wrestling program and it is with the intention that he's going to be there to wrestle, then yeah, you can expect a bigger hike in numbers the following week's episode to see what the fuck he's going to be setting up. Like, it'll it'll definitely have a huge spike. Yep. Like with, with, with oh, sorry, I, I was I was going to say this when we were talking about Bray Wyatt, but I think AEW need to start talking to Jeff Hardy, get him in AEW. And then we can have a four-way, four sets of brothers match, tag match. You can have the Bucks, right. you can have the Runnels, you can have the Wyatts, and you can have the Hardys. Mm. Who doesn't? Who doesn't want to see that match? That's I good. don't care about Jeff Hardy. Yeah. I don't care. Yeah, but you can't, really? have, you can't have a four-team, a four sets of brothers match without Jeff Hardy. I know Jeff. Jeff was one of my favorite. I'd still put him on my list of favorite wrestlers, but mainly for back in the day. When I watch him now, I'm just not that excited anymore. I think, I... I think they have the potential to tell a good story with him, but I don't remember yeah. any kind of story that they've gone with. The last one I remember that they did recently was him and Randy, but I don't remember the story. I just remember the match, like the Hell in a Cell one where he twisted his ear. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, other than that, I don't remember any actual 
story beats with him. And I know he can do it. Like so yeah. one of the best stories is him versus Taker, where Taker comes back to the ring, uh, you know, raises his arm and everything. It's great. But no, one of Jeff Hardy's best best stories is with CM Punk. Mm, that's mm. true. That's true. And if you there get CM go. Punk in AEW as well, <laughs> see, it's right in itself, boys. Well, like I was saying, for Daniel Bryan and CM Punk, we're gonna have a whole episode doing all kinds of fantasy booking shiz. So keep keep your ideas to yourself until we get to that one. So we're not going in too too early. Um, oh, that was a good little roundup. Should we go into the main topic of today's episode then? Uh, we can indeed. Just a little little update on my MJF coin. Yes. Uh, let me try and load. Let me try and load the site. Um. My $50 investment has gone down to $21.03. The site wasn't actually working earlier today. It just wouldn't load <laughs> at all, which is wonderful. Uh, I am getting rewards, however, simply for holding his coin. Um, I get paid in, in rally token. Uh, I'll see, Actually, let's see if he's doing any other rewards. No. Uh, he's not doing anything else. He's still doing the personalized video for $400 worth of MJF coin. I don't think anyone has actually claimed that yet because uh, there's still five left unless he's redone that and made more. But I don't think a single person has uh, got a personalized video for $400 worth of MJF coin. No. Can he not, is he not doing cameo for like $5? No. No. <laughs> Character-wise, I think he did it at one point, and then just like whatever you type, like put on there, he just wouldn't do. Like he'd just tell you to fuck yourself. But like that's kind of what you sign up for, I guess. Yeah, that's what you'd yeah. want. I'd be I'd be disappointed if he read my script verbatim. Like yeah. you want him just to like shit all over you. That's this whole thing. Mm -hmm. Well, keep us keep us posted, guys. Let us know <laughs> where that keeps going from week to week. Um, it will shoot. So it will maybe shoot up like when uh, when, when he retires Jericho. Nah, when he wins. But to be honest, he doesn't post about it ever. So uh, it was a pump and dump. Like it was just here. Post about it. It's going live. Everyone, jump in so that we can cash out. Me and my wrestler friends. Oh, no. And then they cashed out, You're and now no one has it, and he doesn't care. No. They're not going to make Baron Corbin do something similar, are they? With the story he's doing. I really hope not, because I think that has the potential to be something really endearing and a great I'm, story. But I'm that's really also a topic for another time. And we're talking about ethics in wrestling stories and, you know, what is too much, what is too little. And do they, does a wrestling story have a potential to be epic and Shakespearean? I think it does. I think oh, it maybe, does maybe Baron Corbin could be that. Oh, dog isn't there. <laughs> I was like, Man, here's Baron <laughs> Special guest on the podcast, ladies and gentlemen. Do you think we should? You know do we you need, think we should actually? You know what we need to do? No, 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 well, hold on, hold on. Genuinely though, do you think Baron Corbin, in character, being really depressed, would do like if we offered him like twenty quid, right, or all of my MJF coin? <laughs> no, okay, I'm dead. I'm dead serious. I'm dead serious about this. Hold on, hold on. <laughs> Offer him the stickers. Uh, uh, Baron. B B BC. Um, to come on our very small podcast that barely anyone watches, I will pay you uh, via PayPal, Cash App, whatever it is that you use, uh, 30 UK pounds, British pound sterlings, 
just to come and talk to us just for a bit because we genuinely think that your story could be something really 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 good by we i mean me uh, i don't know if they do but i think I it do. has the potential to be an actual endearing uh like underdog everyman type story uh, and it. your backstage promos like uh where you were talking about just like you know the fall of man right it was really good it was really really good and i think um i worry that it's just going to become a joke but yes baron if you'd like if you'd like to come on the podcast i we will pay you some some money if it turns into like another kevin owens it, it like if he sticks with kevin owens and kevin owens keeps like helping him out only for Kevin Owens to pull another Kevin Owens move and just turn on him. <sighs> yeah. Yeah. They do like a double turn. Mm. I've re- I, I don't, I, there's so much potential in this Baron Corbin stuff. And I just, I really want them to do well by him. Cause he's doing such great work. I want him to, um, sell his theme tune properly. Like it's, it's a sadder version <laughs> now. But I want him to like sell his theme tune. I want him to like, uh, I don't know, maybe even like license out his moves or some something ridiculous, right? But but still like actually kind of endearing. Like he gets a shot and has the potential to do a Baron Corbin cheat type thing, but doesn't. Anyway, we will talk about this properly in depth on our episode where we talk about wrestling stories and you know do they have potential? This one does. Anyway, so long as you get the most Johnny Cash entrance theme, sorry. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I hurt myself today. <laughs> yeah, all right. Well, Stop in that guy dress. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, coming. Trent Reznor. <laughs> <laughs> I do like the story, but sorry, tangent, but the story of uh, Johnny Cash getting angry with people when they say Nine Inch Nails covered that song. He gets genuinely angry at people. I um, I, I once was at a music festival in our, in our little town and uh, I was talking to a girl and she was just saying like, oh, I love Daft Punk. I'm like, oh, me too. It was like one of my first albums. And, and she was like, yeah, I really like the black one with dreads. And this was around the time that uh, like Get Lucky and everything came out, and she was talking about Nile Rodgers, uh, oh, and I was no. like, I, I was like, oh no, <laughs> oh no, Homer disappearing in the hedge. I met someone that uh, thought that the band Skin Dread were the ones who initially did Electric Avenue. Um, oh. You know the we're gonna <laughs> rock down to ele- they because Skindred covered that they were like oh you know man I love the like the techno version of Skindred song I'm like mm, 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 no it's like about twenty years apart from the original yeah I wonder, um, I wonder with with Metallica having um, a lot of different artists covering different songs from the Black Album is there going to be a version of that in like six years? Where people go, oh, oh I loved it when be. Miley. I, lo- I love that Miley Cyrus song in a Sandman. Oh, <laughs> um. <laughs> oh, oh. Because Miley my Cyrus mind. is covering one of the songs. Oh, God, I got a shiver up my spine here in that. Ooh. Along those lines, a mate of mine said she, when she went to college, one of her first days, she saw um, someone else wearing a Joy Division t shirt, you know, the Unknown Pleasures, that iconic album cover. I went, oh, cool. Do you like Joy Division? They just went, who's Joy Division? Oh, 
that that band that you're wearing? And she went, oh, I just thought this was a T-shirt. Just yeah. thought it was a T-shirt. Honestly, like, <laughs> I, she's people... not wrong. It is a T-shirt. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah. yeah. Like, there'll be people <laughs> rocking so around in Ramones Metallica T-shirts that don't understand yeah. that is a band. Nirvana. Nirvana's a very Ramones, popular Metallica. one, too. Rolling Stones. Yeah. Right. Well, speaking of all of these great bands and possibly four of them that could fit on a big stone mountain, uh, Mount Rushmore, but wrestling. Who ever heard of such a concept? It's a very American idiom, uh, the yes. Mount Rushmore of, but we're going to do it anyway because it is often talked about in wrestling. It is often talked about in American sports of some kind. So we're going to talk about oh, I mean... uh, Mount Rushmore. What is Mount Rushmore, you ask? Well, uh, it is a big stone in where is it? <laughs> South Dakota. <laughs> it's in South, South Dakota, Dakota. <laughs> uh, and it's just a big rock with four presidents on it. Can anyone name off the top of their head the four presidents? Washington, Lincoln, Lincoln, Roosevelt, and Jefferson. Obama. Yeah, all right then. Fun fact: uh, um, the only <laughs> reason Teddy Roosevelt is on that mountain is because he was mates with the sculptor. Yeah. That's it. That's the only reason he's on it. I mean, he's, he's not enough. a terrible president. He is the odd one out. Uh, uh, I will go on a limb and say that all presidents are terrible presidents and complicit in America's crimes. Biting. I've, I've, uh, America's been had. It's over for them now. Try, yeah, just try go. and drone strike me. Try it. Take him to the just burn ward. Just yeah, try, try and drone strike him. me. We're this allies. Man. We're also yep. complicit. We are also. We sell arms to them as well. So whatever, you know. <laughs> Anyway, and it's now political. Um, uh, <laughs> we're talking about Mount Rushmore. How can it not be? <laughs> uh, wrestling Mount Rushmore. When you came up with this, what is the the? Were we going to talk about like different styles of, I, of like see, your Mount Rushmore, I, like your I, technical I, style? Yeah, my I idea think, for it. I my my idea topic. for it was I would do it. I go as for a group. It. I think just throw out different wrestling topics, and we'll just do it as a collective. That's so, see, my my, my idea for it was similar to that. Like, um, I wasn't going to be involved in the picking. I was just going to like throw out a topic, and then you you three could either give your own personal one, or you could like, or together as a committee, we could come up with our own. Over a committee. Ooh. For a unit. Oh. I think do it as a collective. Like we, we can like just throw stuff out and debate it that way. But yeah. I think it'd be yeah. easier if we do it as a group. Um, well, like the, I think, I think one of the best ones to start off with is uh, doing it through the main decades of WWE. So you need one face for the eighties, one for the nineties, one for the two thousands, and one for the twenty tens. Yeah, I go for that. Can't do twenty twenties yet because we're still in the midst of it. But I, I well, for me, I think eighties and nineties are really easy. The two thousands, twenty tens, there could be a little bit of debate to it. We could predict who the Mount Rushmore twenty twenty could be. And come back to it in 2030 and be like, <laughs> look how much of an idiot we were. Like, yeah, I, I'd be all for that. If purely we're talking WWE, yeah, we've got to say if we're going to say like if we're going to choose a, a man and a woman to be like the person, it, it's got to be Roman and Charlotte. Well, currently, yeah. If we're so going to predict for, for like, 2010, we're going to predict for the 20s. No, if we're going to predict for the 20s. Oh. Well, we haven't even done the 80s, so we need to fix the 80s, 90s. No, but like, no, but like Scott's first, we're going to ask backwards. No, <laughs> no, but I'm saying if, like, if like what Scott says, if we're going to predict who's going to be the face for the 20s and then come back to it in 10 years, I'm throwing out Roman and Charlotte. 
I'm going to say, and I'm going to just shoot right there in the dark in who I think will be more important in uh, between now and 2030. I'm going to say for the women, I'm going to say Britt Baker. Uh, she's still very young and is... I thought we were just doing WWE. Yeah. Oh, it's just if we're just doing WWE, then Becky Lynch, hands down. Um, but for males, uh, um, uh, my heart says Keith Lee, but my mind says Seth Rollins. Uh, what, what is this? The just the the best, or we're, well, predi- we're predicting. <laughs> I said for the first one, we need to pick a face for the eighties, the nineties, the two thousands, twenty tens, and then Scott went on a tangent of predicting the twenty twenty, so we skipped all that. And now we're predicting who the 2020 would be because Scott. We'll come back to your idea, Greg. We'll come back to it. Chaos. Chaos. 2020 was a difficult year uh, for for there's a little reason. So oh, the decade 2020. You could see a microscopic. Oh, the 2020. The 2020. 2020s. Yes. Um, uh, Hangman Adam Page. Oh, that's a shout. That's a or shout. Britt Baker. Or. or... I would say someone over on that side, really. I, especially with a trend, it's you know them going up, the other going down. Could be, could be a Kenny Omega, you know. Well, we were saying like just for WWE, who would you pick? Just for the dub. Mm-hmm. Double bubble blub. The wobble double D. The uh, wobble so you I, wobble you. Uh, it's really hard. I, I can't see anyone that get, that has an upward mobility any anymore. Um, <laughs> Wrestling, WWE really has broken us, hasn't it? Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, yeah. Like, I can't watch it now and think um, I'm not that. I watch it now and like, I'm not that invested. And I don't see anyone here being that big of a star in 10 years. They've not really banked up names like they used to. It's like after a few mm-hmm. years, it's like, right, well, we're doing with you. Get released. It's like, this, well, because, you know, you, I, should, I should be able to confidently say Walter or Pete Dunne oh. or. Uh, Keith Lee or someone like that. I should be able to confidently say that, but I cannot say that. Nope. In good conscience, I can't say that they will be the star of WWE that long. You know, it should have been like a Mustafa Ali type, right? It should have been um, a Buddy Murphy or a, an Alistair Black or people that, you know... The word misused. It should have been a goddamn ricochet, you know? Like the second like the the on par best high flyer around. Like it's Will Ospreay and it's Ricochet. And now it's Will Ospreay and that guy on main event, which <laughs> is ridiculous and painful. Will Ospreay, uh, so no. Io Shirai, and then Ricochet's like down here somewhere. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I, I can't pick. Probably Becky if she comes back. Probably uh, Becky. Right. Sorry, I, sorry, I led everyone off course. Uh, uh, right, so wild. What's he gonna do next? Oh. Let's, let's do Greg's idea, right? So we'll do eighties, so, nineties, noughties, twenty tens, eighties. Go. You need. Greg. You need a first. Which one? Okay. Well, it's like kind of obvious for the eighties. It's got to be Hogan in it. Yeah. If just WWE, it'd have to be Hogan to represent the eighties first. I don't really yeah. think you can argue I, anyone else. Yeah, I agree. You you could you, you could argue Andre, but you could, but at the same time, Hogan was just such a bigger Hogan. Hogan is is like Hogan was bigger than wrestling. 
you know. Yeah. Like, he was the household name. Like, even if you weren't aware of what wrestling was, you probably knew his name. People people still do. Yeah. yeah. Uh, some of them for not good reasons, but... No, some of them agree with no. him because he's a racist. <laughs> well, then, then he'd fit very well on uh, Mount Rushmore. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. Right. It's biting. It's biting satire, right? It's not even satire. It's true. It's true. <laughs> All right? They're trying to. They're trying to silence me. I, I'm just. I, I can just imagine Garrett next week. You're just going to have a sign that you're just going to hold up saying it's true. Well, you're, you're, gonna, you're, you're gonna hear like a SWAT team bang at the door, and then just like a little like you know that uh, uh, Call of Duty jingle, like where like a, a, a flash grenade gets thrown in. You're gonna have to edit in the jingle, by the way. <laughs> there we go. He's using the effects to full force. I'm yeah. using the effects, and I can't wait for the episode after that where you're live from uh, uh, Guantanamo uh, Bay. Uh, uh, we here at the Club podcast, we apologise to people with epilepsy. <laughs> <laughs> So anyone, anyone else got another suggestion for the 80s? Nope. That's none that will beat Hogan. Um if you if you're going into you could, if you're going you could say a Ric Flair, maybe, but and you if you're going to we'll just stick to WWE for the decade one, and then we can just throw out other suggestions yeah. if you want to do the whole thing. Um yeah. I think eighties and nineties you can are pretty and even two thousands you can pretty much nail down because I mean nineties I would probably just have to say Stone Cold. Oh, you'd have to yeah. say you'd have to say Austin or The Rock. Mm. They were both, both, both of one. them were like to the end of the nineties, though. I think. Yeah, um, they I would still, still say them myself, but they still like because they it, dominated it. Yeah, uh, yeah, still yeah, yeah. I would like to. I would like to throw an alternative name in the ring in the ring for someone who defined. I'd say the entire decade. Okay. Is it the uh, it's Bret Hart. Uh, I yeah, mean, I mean, Bret Hart would be my other terrible. one, like, earlier yeah. on, but... Yeah, not a bad show. I, I guess it depends say... how you're judging it. Like, I'd say, I'd, say I'd have like... Stone Cold for the 2000s. Um, and I mean, How I'd long have... was he wrestling in the 2000s? Up until, like... Oh, it was only, like, yeah. three, two years. Two, two years. Long. I don't think so. I think, I think, going to the I noughties, the I would say something, I would say something more like Triple H, or John Cena. Mm. Uh, Cena would probably be 2000s. Yeah, I'd say Hogan for the 80s, Austin for the 90s, Cena for the noughties. Yeah. But then it's difficult because he was also there, the face of the company in the 2010s. The 2020s is the hardest pinpoint, I think. That's when we've just, as we've just been talking about, that's when WWE I, really didn't bang on any stars. I'm gonna say I would say punk as well. I would punk. say punk as well. I think I think he's he in the same way that uh, that you know Scott would argue a, a, a Stone Cold for the noughties, I would argue a CM Punk for the 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 2010s, solely because of the impact he left and how he changed it. I think he's the yeah. most influential wrestler of the 2010s. Oh hell yeah! That's true. Thank you. Oh, either I to deliver dinner. Punk or Brian? Could Brian be in contention? Uh, I don't think he changed the landscape as much. I think he had a great, you know, underdog story. Whoa. And you could argue that that that, that opened that opened the door. But I don't think anyone. I think the person that opened the door before him was CM Punk. He wasn't big, you know. I mean, Punk or Brian both changed. 
Punk changed the wrestling world, but Brian, not not the world, but he he made something that was solely wrestling mainstream with the yes chant. Because you went to festivals, you saw the yes chant. You went to sport and like football games, basketball games, baseball games. You saw the yes chant. That was everywhere. So I can understand Brian being in contention to that. I am going to say something that even I am going to hate. Um, (laughs) But you can't, uh, uh, in terms of uh, someone who held the championship for as long as he did and main event at WrestleMania for as many times as he did, I think Brock Lesnar should at least be in the conversation. And I hate when I hate saying that. Yeah. But like for the 2010s, like he he was omnipresent and then not there at all at the same time. Oh, I don't True. like it. I hate it. I feel filthy even yeah. I think I, I can see the point but then you look at you look at the three before they all kind of really encapsulates everything to do with it. Like they were all good wrestlers. They were essentially the megastars of the company shifting merchandise. They were essentially the people they attached the wagon to and let it go. I don't think Lesnar, even though Lesnar was a big draw in the 2010s, he wasn't the person you could completely hitch the wagon to because he would just easily just mm. fuck off when he wanted to and derail the but, whole thing. But then At again, least for if a you, time, they could with CM Punk when he was a company man. If you if you take the entire decade, right, you had Suplex City, you had. Um, Of course, him beating The Undertaker, him beating Cena, and main main eventing with Roman, what, like two, three years in a row, and that really long title reign, and I, 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 like I said, I really want to disagree with myself, and CM Punk was incredibly um, influential, but for the most part of the 2010s, he was commentating on UFC, you know what I mean? Yeah, but Brock Lesnar didn't ask Vince McMahon where are his WWE ice cream bars. That is true, but it, mm, the, the, mm, the man did use a Money in the Bank briefcase as a boombox uh, and did a little oh. dance. But, I mean, going back to what we said about kind of with the argument of how Austin was at the very later stage of the 90s, same argument here. Punk was very just at the beginning stage of the two yeah. 2010s. And like, what was you know, it, 2014? He left 2015. Yeah, yeah. So he was there for nearly half that decade, like yeah. just shy of it. So I, I'd still, I, I can't think of a better. Well, how how many people? Punk. How many people now are chanting for Brock Lesnar? Yeah, they, it's easy. How many people are still is still chanting for CM Punk? That's uh, I think Brock uh, Brock is a heel, and CM Punk will always be a tweener or a face. Um, unless, uh, it, I mean, I don't know what on earth he could do in front of a Chicago f- crowd for them to boo him. I, I, I no, have he could, no he could, he could, uh, he could stab a child. He could take it. Still get That's not even hyperbole. I, I genuinely think he could stab a child, and and Chicago would be like, "What, what are you gonna do?" CM Punk, CM Punk, CM Punk. Anything Punk could do would be like wipe his ass with the Chicago Cubs. Jersey. Even then, they'd the still think it would be in. like you know, like they'd think he was pretending. They'd, they'd see through no. it. Like, like Chicago is one of them. It's a sports town. Mm. It doesn't matter if you're doing it as a joke, if you're doing it seriously, if you're doing it as part of an act. 
if you disrespect one of their teams, that's it. You're you're done in that town. It would be like going to Newcastle and wiping your sh- wiping your ass with a <coughs> Newcastle United shirt whilst wearing a Sunderland one. Yeah, you just wouldn't yeah. do it because no. you would die. Mm. And then the Geordies would get mad and punch a horse. <laughs> punk is <laughs> punk is my my 2010s. I I can't think. Of I I'd second either. that. I, I think I'll take punk. Uh, the only, uh, the demo- only other democratically, I will. I will. The yeah. only other person I would say is if there was like a, uh, uh, humbly speaking, Brock would never have been as impactful without Heyman. If you can't cut a decent promo on your own, you should really be considered a complete pro wrestler. That is I agree. A very good point. There, you go. That's a very there are so good many different. Thank you. So many different like monarch like uh, markers to to what could be the best. Like you know, if we talk about um, uh, you know, Stone Cold and 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 The Rock, they're not as good wrestlers as Bret Hart was. But like overall, they're pretty fucking good. Like you know, like the whole package. And I think CM Punk is that. I think John Cena is that. Hulk Hogan was that. Thank you for the you know. Thank you, you. love the show. Thank you very much, dude. I I think I think when we're talking about like the eighties Mount Rushmore head, and we talk about um, Hulk Hogan, not a lot of people these days look as fondly back on his matches. Uh, If you go and watch him in Japan. Or or somewhere where like he was wrestling and you know had a bit more love for it and wasn't need you know wasn't needed to just come out hit a leg drop end of the match. He's really good. He's oh. really good at wrestling. He's a great talker, amazing with the crowd, and that's why he's the best of the eighties. And then nothing happened to tarnish his legacy ever, so it's fine. <laughs> <laughs> so C- CM Punk for me, whether it was four years or not, that's that's my my last head on the on the thing and if all right sorry if not that then someone like charlotte you know paving the way you know or a page even i think i think not enough of them okay were like the sole this? driver in that if, if you had to do one for the women like obviously it's not always the best Ooh, except if you had to do a, a women's one for the same thing Ooh. it would have been uh, i mean I know she's controversial, but I think 80s would probably still be Moolah, because I think she was just I'd, still kicking I'd say, I'd say Alundra Blaze. Alundra Blaze, I would, I would have to agree with Jace here. I don't know if she was more 90s, wasn't she? I Yeah, I think she was. I would say, like, Moolah, then Alundra the Blaze. Yeah. I would say Moolah, like, Alundra Blaze. Trish. Trish. Yeah, Trish. And then... Again, 2020s, you could pick so many. Yeah, I'd say, say, I would still I'd say, say Charlotte. I'd say Lynch. Yeah. I'd, I'd say, say Lynch. Lynch. Yeah, I'd say Lynch. Yeah, Becky. I'd, I'd say Charlotte. I'd say Becky just because um, she part of the four horsewomen, which brilliant, uh, had that terrible storyline coming up when the all got when Charlotte Becky Sasha got called up with, look, we've invented women, <laughs> um, but then having. Great matches with so many people, and then having, and then turning that into the man. One um, of the biggest draws of its time, main evented it, WrestleMania. It's essentially the closest WWE have ever had to recreating Austin. Yeah, and the main part of that was an accident. Yeah, just that shot of her I... pissing blood out of her face because oh, of Nia Jax's mistimed punch. 
fantastic. Yeah. I don't I th- think I th- she had as good a match as a Charlotte. I think Charlotte is a far better all-round wrestler. I don't think any of you would I disagree there. I think she's a better wrestler, but I think in terms of... Character. Character work in, in combined with in-ring work. Because Charlotte's whole character now is, I'm a good wrestler. Yeah, but I don't think you're looking at like her rise, like her becoming who she is now. Um, I think like right now the she's the Brock Lesnar of women's wrestling. Lita is a good shout as well. Yeah, I think Lita, I think Lita or Trish, you could argue for the two thousands there. It's, yeah, it's it, it, for, for me. It, for me, it's an absolute 50-50 between the two. Um, yeah. I mean, it's still, it's still yeah. Trish for me. Still, Trish still beats it. Like, just, Trish I'm, is I'm, like. I'm just, um, as much as I am more of a Leah fan, I would still argue Trish just pips her for my sake. She's just, she's just thought, so much bigger as a name. She's sitting yeah, on her list, yeah. I just thought about the 90s. No one thought mm. China. I was thinking China. Yeah. I was thinking it, and it's a shout, but... I don't. I actually don't. Th- I think we look back very fondly on China, but I think at the time, she was often held back a lot from yeah. being who she could be, uh, which is I disagree. You know, amazing. Because when you watch, if you watch the Vice documentary recently and hear a lot of people talk, she was pretty much one of the big, bigger names of the Attitude Era. Like when people spoke about the stars at the time, it was Austin, The Rock, Mankind. Her name would be thrown at that mix as well, purely for the fact not only was she was probably the main standout female wrestler, but then she was doing stuff like winning the IC title, competing in the men's true the Royal Rumble. You know, she was breaking breaking barriers before true the revolution was ever a thing. <clears throat> Before women were invented, I'm glad that we can all. I'm glad that we can all agree on on everything here, and it is definitely. Uh, <laughs> our Mount Rushmore's looking a little bit full. Our Mount yeah. Rushmore's looking a little bit full. All it's right, all right. There's lots of rocks in North in yeah. South Dakota. We're fine. All right, we'll throw plenty out, of rocks. rocks in South Dakota. What do you feel? Yeah. Yeah. Our different, different, different topic then. Like different wrestling topic. We'll do a new. We'll do a new one. I've got one. If if you want to go. Yeah, go for it. British wrestlers. The the Mount Rushmore of British wrestlers. Johnny Saint, hands down. Shot fucking yeah, i do we do we do we go Big Daddy? Because here's the thing, he wasn't a good wrestler, but he was like fucking Hogan. It's oh yeah, Eddie's, big, Eddie's big daddy. A good shite. Dynamite kid could be in there as well. My one, as long as this this guy goes on, yeah. I'm happy. Regal. Yeah, absolutely. Regal. Regal. In my opinion, best. Are we, are we saying? Are we... Ever. In my opinion, IMO. I'll, I think, I'll I think haystacks. Who... It's difficult. It's difficult for us to really say. But if I, I... went to uh, any one of like my grandmother's generation and I said wrestling, they would say haystacks. It's so. It's so much bigger than oh, like we Daddy. imagine it was. Yeah. I, Big Daddy, because people we we wouldn't know this, but back when it was a thing, Big Daddy was essentially like Hulk Hogan over here. Mm-hmm. True, even 100%. Though, even though all his matches with Haystack amount to was them just running into each other. But at the time, fans went fucking nuts for it, and they were mega stars over here. Uh, I mean, then again, uh, how I'm... modern? How modern do we go as well, right? Because if we're not doing a generational thing, if we're not doing, no, like, I mean, you know, of this, of just... this year, um, because at, the, at this point, it's probably going to end up being an Osprey, you know, like IWGP oh. champion. Um, you could say that you could you could say people like Pete Dunn, Tyler Bates. Pete Dunn needs to be in contention, I think. He's... I don't. But, I, I guess I, I guess it the... depends. It depends where what you see as you know the pinnacle, and 
WWE is still, unfortunately, the pinnacle. Um, so I'll perhaps leave this one up to you. I'll leave this one up to you guys. When I say British, do you want to include Northern Ireland, do you care, or do you just want to do British? I mean, just English wrestlers. No, English, Scottish, Irish. Yeah, English, oh. Scottish, Welsh. Or we could include Northern Ireland and do UK. Okay. Because if we do UK, I'm throwing out Finley. Finley's terrific shout. Yeah. I wouldn't. That's I wouldn't we... put him in the top though. Like I would never put Finley above British Bulldog. That's true as well. I guess uh, if we if we bring in Scotland in. First UK WWE champion, Drew yeah, McIntyre. Yeah. The fact that... It also, fact also tells a great story. Like, the com- the comeback story from, you know, being the chosen one, having to go and... that Because that's that's another thing for me. One of the reasons I, I put Hogan in, you know, as my favorite for the 80s, not just because he's so big. It is because he did wrestle everywhere, right? He was in some fucking huge shows, and he was good. He went to Japan. He was the IWGP champion over there. He was great. And then he, you know, became Hogan and whatever. Drew McIntyre left the WWE, reinvented himself as this just amazing character, wrestled in like, you know, uh, WCPW and 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 ICW and and all of these promotions, and then came back only, you know, to, to win the WWE championship, which is huge. And he got swole on the way. He got he swole, swole on the way. Did get a bit, did get a bit. Did get a bit beefy, and he found a sword. <laughs> uh, Eddie, Eddie, once again, says as a kid, I loved the commentator style of Lord Alfred Hayes. His voice was iconic. Well, then uh, tell you what, commentators was great to be fair. Commentators, yeah. Well, Jr. Jr. Oh, if you, if you, if Jr. isn't on your Mount Rushmore. Yeah. I don't, I don't, I don't think you watch wrestling. You know, no. like <laughs> even, even JR now when he's just like. He's just like, oh, thank you for being on WWE Dynamite, right? Yeah. Even now, it's like, he's still JR, though. Like, he still makes amazing calls. Um, I mean, I like, guess you have just, to talk like, about longevity and, and like, impact Michael or whatnot. Cole. I, unfortunately, I maybe Michael Cole, Michael Cole is on there. I think he deserves but, it. like, if you look at Michael Cole when he was commentating, I think it was the first UK tournament, UK championship tournament, he was fantastic. He it's was also he backed up by. He was backed up by someone who could be one of the best in the world. He was backed up by Nigel. So, oh McGuinness, that's all I'm saying, right? Oh, he's not. He's yeah. not on the Mount Rushmore, like much no. like one I would love Maro. I would love Maro Ronaldo to be on the Mount Rushmore, but he's probably not because he's my favorite. But yeah. I mean, it's, I it's, probably it's, wouldn't put him on there. There are two names you could argue in the future. You could. You could see it, but they're still quite at the point of establishing, you know, they're still fairly new, I suppose. Um, so I think we'll be in the running down the line, but Paul Heyman. Yes, I could I could get on that. Yeah. that. Him and JR was like the best commentary team, and even though they only did it for about a year and a half, two years. Like a couple of months. Yeah, it was only about a year. Yeah. It was only about a year. It wasn't a lot. I mean I, I don't think you Gorilla Monsoon, I don't think you could I don't think you could out. put um, I don't think you could put Heyman above Shivani. In terms of like longevity and being, he was Michael Cole before being Michael Cole was cool. Uh, without yeah. the cringe. I think I've got to agree with Eddie here. I think Gorilla Monsoon. Gorilla Monsoon, Bobby, yeah. Bobby Heenan. 
Like mm. that duo, Bobby Heenan, were just fantastic. I think they could be on there. I'd, I'd even throw out a Jesse Ventura. Oh, Jesse McMahon. could be okay. Like this thing is with commentators. It's 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 so difficult because it's it's quite difficult because it's 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 a very personal preference, isn't it? Because I, mean, I would yeah. I would hundred percent put Mara Ronaldo on mine without a doubt. I put Mara Ronaldo on all four. That's the thing, and I feel, I feel like I'm going to put Corey Graves on mine. You're going to put Corey Graves in there? Yeah, he's I good. Am. He's yeah, a really I good am. color. You know what you'd have to do? You'd have to do a Mount Rushmore of like color commentators, right? And then put a big table, and then on the other side, you'd do like your play. You do your play by play, right? You'd put your JR. You'd put your Michael Cole, uh, and then over here, you'd you'd put your Corey Graves, and you'd put like uh, your. Uh, Taz or whatever, if you want to put Taz, sure. And there'd have to be another mountain next to it of Spanish commentators, uh, but the table is indeed. But the table, it, it, it like the yeah. mountain is broken. Yeah. yeah. It's more like a, it's more like a valley than a mountain. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think Eddie agrees with you there, Gary. Tony Schiavone was definitely. Could He's definitely a man of culture. There as well. He's a man of yeah. culture. Um, voice of the Monday Night Wars. Um, he was essentially the main voice of WCW. So yeah, could totally get on that mm-hmm. as well. Um, the, the, the thing with some of these topics is, unless you're talking about wrestlers, wrestling's like the actual wrestlers are a lot more, is a lot easier to uh, quantify in terms of being on a Mount, a Mount Rushmore because it's not really opinion. Because you can say Hulk Hogan was wrestling in the 80s, John oh, yeah, Cena yeah. was wrestling in the, in the 90s. But commentators, it's like there'll be someone out there who Byron Saxton's their favorite commentator. <laughs> No disrespect that to Byron person, Saxton. That person no, is Byron no, 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 Saxton's no. mum. Now, do you know what? <laughs> you know what? In my I mean, opinion, I hope, I hope so. But in my opinion, that person who thinks Byron Saxton is the best commentator, I think I applaud them and their and their, you know, like they. I want to say gusto. Uh, uh, and you know what? Fair play for standing up for. Byron Saxton. <laughs> so there's our Twitter poll for today. Is Byron Saxton your favourite commentator? <laughs> However, I have total disrespect for whoever says David Otunga is their favourite commentator because they can get to fuck. Yeah. <laughs> we didn't even mention they, they, Joey Styles. Go. Mount Rushmore. Mount yeah, Rushmore yeah. worst commentators. Oh, let's go. Um, <laughs> let's go. Sorry, I would just, I mean... <laughs> It's already a mountain, it's a landfill. <laughs> I, lo- I love the guy. I love the guy, but Booker T. Yeah, he's you don't Booker T on it? Nah, Booker T's fun. No. Booker T's a lot of yeah. fun. I wouldn't, put him in- I wouldn't put him as the worst. Because he's got he, he like... Okay, there were a couple of times where he did bury wrestlers. Uh, which yeah. I didn't enjoy. I feel like that that's the worst. I think JBL was at, JBL. at some points, he was some of the worst on commentary, especially later on, where like a wrestler would come out and it's like, your job is to make them look good. And he's just like, fuck this guy, fuck him, fuck God damn, fuck him. And it's like, I'm just Texas. burying them. Obscure them sports reference. I mean, like... unless, unless he was doing what he did well, which was just pick on people. It was. It wasn't always the best. I mean, he did have one of the funniest one-liners when he turned to Saxon and said, "If you're on live support, I don't plug you to charge my iPhone." <laughs> <laughs> it was like brutal. Um, who else? Right. Um, Adnan Verk was that the guy a... who did it for like two weeks recently and then left? 
Oh yeah. Well, there were the there were the um, Spanish commentators on AEW that made like racist remarks, and they're gone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Put them 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 on there. Yeah, put them at the bottom of the landfill. Yeah. (laughs) Put them in the nuclear waste section. (laughs) Right. Well, tell you what, lads, we've we all get one one face to put on our final Mount Rushmore, our mountain of mountains, our favorite wrestler. Uh, mine is no shock. You know who my favorite wrestler is. You can feel free to say him at the same time. Three, two, one. Bo Dallas. Yeah, all right. <laughs> all right, yeah. It could have been one of three in my head that I think you could who have was, gone for. Who was the three? Who was the three? Go on. All right, all right. Bo, Bo, Bo Dallas, CM Punk. I do love Bo Dallas. And Toriano. Oh, God, Toriano. The whole the whole thing would be Toriano <laughs> if I could. Oh my god! The whole, hold on, hold <laughs> on. Let me hold on. Let me get him up. Hold on. Here he is. It's Toriano. <laughs> this is how I'm doing it from now on. By the way. <laughs> nah, my guess... mine would be mine would be CM Punk. Oh, my face is about to burst. Oh, so we so this is the this is the quintessential the Mount, Rushmore. Mount Rushmore. Mount Rushmore. Sure. So we've got CM Punk on there, Greg. Well, he's already took CM Punk, so it's got to be Mick Foley for me. We're going Foley, Scott. Oh, I mean, I said it earlier this episode. It's going to be no surprise. Taker, Undertaker. Oh, you took mine, you dick. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> take Taker twice. Uh, uh, Undertaker, okay. fake Taker. <laughs> I will I will go perhaps the greatest in-ring performer in the history of the business the heartbreak kid sure. Shawn Michaels Shawn Michaels yeah of Mr. course Mr. Wrestlemania who's got a worse loss record than win record at Wrestlemania but, awesome <laughs> but he came in on a zip line came in on a zip line hell yeah and a big and platform if- and if you would like to donate to us building our own personal Mount Rushmore, we will leave a Kickstarter in the comments below, and we'll build it. in. is it Norwich? Is Norwich where we're not? We're not welcome. Where have Scott? we got some? They yeah, just, we're not they just Norwich. built that. Norwich. They just built that mound. <laughs> they just built that mound. That like two million pound mound in London, didn't they? You know what I'm talking about? They built a mound just in some area of London and were charging people to get up and everyone's like, no, this is just a mound. I don't want to go up that. And everyone's like, oh, well, it's free. It's free now. Come Fuck see it. Our we'll mound. do it on that mound. <laughs> see, I, I was going to say, why don't we do it on like one of the UK's? Like, we'll do it on the Pennines. Mount Pennine. That's what, what it's going to be. How about <laughs> Butlins in Bognor Regis? Right, the they got the Regis yeah. is going to become our wrestling Mount Rushmore. <laughs> and we're going to spare no expense. We're going to make this thing out of mashed potato. Wait, oh, of course we're going to spare no expense. It's at Butlins. Do you know how pricey it would be to get that kind of real estate? Come we on. Charge, we charge Butlins and Bogner Regis with chisel in hand and we get to work for about five months. To be fair, we could just go down there, do the thing, and then just say, right, you owe, you owe us two million. Yep, oh, there we go. Now. Thanks, Butlins. Well, I mean, we really, we're gonna make them. We're gonna make them that in like uh, uh, tourism alone, mainly for people to come along and be like, what the fuck? What? The fuck? what? That's that's probably it. <laughs> what the hell's what? this? <laughs> what? That doesn't look. I don't. I can't even tell who that is. These guys aren't sculptors. What, who is that supposed to be? 
Is that a face? <laughs> I thought like we, we like... missed a step there. We're, we're not sculptors, so... Uh... It's just four, these it's just like... four different stick figures. <laughs> Are these, like, famous Butlins performers, like Chico? Or, like, I don't know, who else is famous on the Butlins circuit? But S-Club? Who's big Shame on the Butlins circuit? <laughs> who is more <laughs> Butlins Mount Rushmore? <laughs> Whoever, whoever came fourth in X Factor like the uh, three years ago, uh, they'll be there. Someone, probably someone from like some who like who wants to be a celebrity, whatever it is. No, who wants to get out the what's it called? Out the jungle. I'm, I'm a celebrity. celebrity. Kill me. Who wants to I don't get watch out the TV. jungle? I don't watch TV. All right. Who wants to get out of the fucking jungle? <laughs> Ant and Dex, Saturday night, end me. <laughs> oh, I would right, watch well. a show called I'm a Celebrity, Kill Me. I'm a Celebrity, Kill Me. Kill Me. <laughs> I think on that low, we'll wrap it up there, boys. So if you want to find us on the social media, we're at the Bear Hook Club podcast on Facebook and YouTube, Bear Hook Club Pod on Instagram, Bear Hook Club on Twitter. If you want to go check out our website, it's the bearhookpod.wixsite.com or slash bearhookclouds. Next week, uh, because it's the 20th anniversary of the Invasion storyline, we're going to be having our own little job and trying to rebook it. So essentially, I think what we're going to do, we're going to have a match card like we did with our fantasy, and we're going to refill it with WWE versus WCW matches, as well as kind of pitch our storylines for it as well. But until then, everyone, take care. Enjoy yourselves. Goodbye. Goodbye.